Welcome to another episode of Roll the Credits, a special episode, kind of, episode 25, a quarter of the way to 100, halfway to 50, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, but we are extremely excited uh, that we got this far and are continuing down the road of actors and actresses and um, diving into everyday life in, in, in real and honest conversation. Alongside Tina, as always, I'm Ryan. This week, we dive into Bradley Cooper, one of the most, I guess, well-known well-respected actors in um, in Hollywood today and has done a wide variety of different movies in his career, which allows us to talk about a wide variety of things on today's episode. So please enjoy episode 25 of Roll the Credits. This is Bradley Cooper. How was uh, how was your Fourth of July weekend? Hey, Cal. Um, it was great. I was at the beach. You look quite um, tan. I was going to say. I yes, I got some color. Um, had to thank my father for the Italian skin. Uh, mm. I turn a little olivey um, when I get the sun. Uh, when I was a small child, I used to get super dark. Mm. He called me like brown. The, brown. You like bear. that look? You like that look? Yeah, would you, rather you know, be super dark, or would you rather be more on the pale side? Uh, I would prefer to have like a little bit of a tan year round. That would be lovely. Mm, that would um, be lovely. But you know, uh, living in the climate that we do, not not ideal. Yes. Um, and in addition to that, tanning is very bad for your skin. Thus, I will not go to a tanning salon. Yeah. I don't go to a tanning salon either, but it is very obvious that I'm a much more attractive person to look at while I have a tan going. And me as well. I have I have some Italian in me, 25%, but I am 75% okay. Irish, so I tan okay. Sometimes it burns, mm-hmm. but then it will turn to tan. Yep. Um, I am much more heinous to look at, though, in the winter months. Um, yeah, same. So yeah, I well, haven't gone to a tanning bed, but maybe I should start. Please don't. I would prefer if you didn't give yourself skin cancer. Mm. You know, um, it was like when we were shooting uh, pictures for our website um, and you said to our friend who was taking the pictures, can mm. you please make me look a little bit tan? And he mm. said, I already did. Yeah, it's And it's he had true. just gotten back from Aruba. Mm-hmm. That Those months from like late October through early March are just you know, I'm not going to be finding a girlfriend during those months. Um, and then afterwards I won't be finding one for other reasons outside of the tanning, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that's good that you went to the beach. Uh, that's exciting. Yes, I almost nice. went, I almost visited a friend, but I decided against it because yeah. it was, it was a very nice notion of this friend to invite me. I don't know how you feel about certain situations like this, but, um, it was definitely a couple's beach trip uh, uh, it yeah. was it was four couples um mm-hmm. that i i know like a few of them uh, i would say so there was four couples eight people obviously one of them you know my best friend so i know his partner very well um and i knew like maybe three or four of the other ones on like a, a semi-decent basis but mm-hmm. i don't know just something about being that ninth person and not yeah. bringing a tenth is just a little bit uh a little bit hard for me 
Yeah, I got you. I went with um, my roommate's girlfriend. She has her parents have a condo um, at the beach, and mm -hmm. uh, they told us that we could all come and hang out there for the weekend. And uh, only one of my other roommates came, so he and I were like the other pair, if you Ooh. will. So setting it up roommate style. Oh yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> and that's not um, a nice. knock on him i just would never date my roommates um yeah i really feel like most times it probably wouldn't work out well no no new girl's the exception <laughs> i was gonna say new girl i'm crushing new girl i've seen it probably four times all the way through it's so great i'm a big component of always needing something easy like one of those sitcoms mm -hmm. that's like 20 minutes on netflix to watch so like if i'm eating breakfast in the morning or or whatever i just want to throw something on quickly I need I need one of those shows always and right now yes. New Girl has made it back. It's that's the one I'm watching. Yeah, I uh I restarted Friends um since HBO Max came out, so I'm very excited about that. I got a text from my my phone uh carrier provider, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And um it was like, "Oh, you now have HBO included with your phone plan or HBO Max." And I was like, mm -hmm. "Sweet. Now I can watch nice. Friends all the yeah. time." Friends is the ultimate one, but I've literally it seen it like, and, it's, and you know it. You know I'm a huge Friends fan, and yep. it is you know my favorite sitcom. I put that in a separate category, but I've literally seen it so many times that I've tried to take a break. Like, I probably haven't watched an episode of Friends in about a year, maybe. Wow. Which you know is I just want to take a little bit of a break, and yep. then you know kind of I get maybe, that. Maybe whenever the reunion comes back, you know, oh I'll watch gosh. the reunion or I'll watch the whole series leading up to the reunion or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'll probably but, do that again too. My one roommate right. despises Friends. There are people that despise it. They I, do. I, I, I um, like The Office better or something. Yeah, I, I actually uh, recently – I don't know if you saw it. I recently tweeted that Friends is the greatest TV show of all time. Mm, and I saw you were getting some Twitter beef. I oh yes, I was. I was getting yep. lots of um, clapbacks, if you will, and it's just a know, preference. I mean, it, it, it is. is. It is what it is. I mean, I've never been the person that's been like it's the greatest TV show of all time because it's in a separate category for me. It I've is. never even said that it's like the funniest TV show I've ever seen. It's, it's just not. It's just my favorite. It's just like those six characters yeah. make me feel better. Than any six friends I have in real life. So, yes. you know, you place yourself in Absolutely. that utopia. Um, but I get it. I mean, some people just have different preferences. Like, I don't like The Office. I tried to watch it. I didn't think it was funny. I don't think it's um, funny. I love Parks and Rec, though. Yeah, I like, there's. A, I love How I Met Your Mother. I think that's great. I, mm -hmm. I always was a Seinfeld fan. I know people put those two up against each other all the time. Um, but for me, Friends is just a little bit better, I think, just based upon the characters and the way that I don't know. Just something about the, the, something the way. About I don't know. It. I can't like even put my finger on it. It's just like they Neither make you feel like you're a part of the group almost yeah. or something. It's kind of funny because I don't typically like laugh out loud at TV shows and stuff, but I mm -hmm. always laugh out loud at Friends. And I oh, don't yeah. know why. There's a lot like, of laugh out loud moments. Chandler specifically for me. Yes. Yes. Chandler. Honestly, rewatching it, like Rachel's funny. It's interesting, too, watching, like, the beginning seasons because, you know, they didn't know the character as well. And you can tell, like, there are certain times where, like, they hear the laughter and they, like, mm -hmm. kind of give a little smirk. But, like, once you get into 
the later seasons, they just deadpan that shit. And it's even mm. funnier because yeah. they're not cracking. What's your favorite time period of Friends? So you got those oh. seasons one through three where obviously they're younger and they're figuring it out. They got the whole Rachel Ross storyline. Mm-hmm. In the middle, four, five, six, you're really focusing a lot on Monica and Chandler, the hiding of the story, them being in the relationship. And then the later seasons, obviously, you're just focusing on kind of everybody's different journey. Rachel, or yeah. Monica and Chandler getting married, Ross and Rachel doing their whole tango. You know, to me, they're all different periods. And they are. I was just curious what your favorite kind of time period is for them. So honestly, right now, I think it's the early ones. Um, just because I feel like that's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, like with my life, um, mm. like Rachel's going through this crisis of not being able to, or she hates her job, you know, and she mm-hmm. wants something more and she wants to, she wants to be in fashion. And like, I really like, like, I feel that, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't love my job. I want to do something else. But like, what do I want to do? So she's like a step ahead of me, honestly, right now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there's just like so many things going on in their early years. Um, they're like 24, 25 ish in the early years, which is hilarious to me, because yes, they definitely do look younger. But they also I feel like look older than what I feel like I look I don't know if that's accurate or not. But uh, yeah, I think at least right now it's the early, early years. What about you? I think for me, it, it, I enjoyed all periods for different reasons. Yeah. I think my favorite period is I couldn't pinpoint like an exact, I think maybe season five or six. It's when, it's when Chandler and Monica are like seriously dating. Everybody yep. knows they're not engaged yet, but they're kind of trending in that direction. Um, Phoebe's already obviously had the triplets. Joey's doing his thing. It's where he's kind of got things going on days of our lives is Dr. Draco More. Mm-hmm. Ross and Rachel aren't, you know, doing the, the, you know, they're just doing their own thing separately with the date. Sometimes to me, Ross and Rachel became a little bit too repetitive of a storyline. Yeah. I actually liked it more. I'm so happy that in the end, spoiler alert, they get together. Um, because obviously I think that's meant to be, but I, I, I actually like the storylines after they break up when, when they're separate, when, when Ross doesn't give a shit that, you know, she's dating whoever it's, before they had the one night stand with, you know, obviously Emma and things like that. So I think that's my favorite time. I think that's peak Chandler and Joey relationship as mm-hmm. well, because they're still living in the apartment um, together before he moves in. And I don't know, to me, that's just kind of like peak of everybody's life. That's like when um, that's like a little bit ahead of where you were just talking about. That's when Rachel's doing mm-hmm. so well at Ralph Lauren. That's when, you know, Phoebe's obviously a masseuse and is doing Phoebe things and Ross is, you know, kind of doing his thing as, as a, a paleontologist and, you know, everybody's just kind of got their own, own groove going. Um, I actually saw on Instagram, I don't know, do you follow friends Instagram? Do you official yes, Instagram? Yes, absolutely. You see what they're doing right now? No. What are they doing right now? They're doing a voting on the best episode of all time. Oh, uh, I think it's only, I want to say it's a smaller bracket. It's not like the big ones that I was doing. I think maybe 16 they did. Um, okay. Or I'm pretty sure it's 16. Maybe I looked at just one region of it, but I'm pretty sure they just picked the, what they thought were the top 16 episodes. Um, and is- one, some somebody just lost in the first round. One of the episodes lost in the first round that I would consider top five episode for me, which was very surprising. Which one? It's the morning after um, when Rachel comes over and finds the printer girl. And then they have that argument and they're all locked in the bedroom. 
I yep. love that episode that so much. But it lost I, to the jellyfish episode. Interesting. At the, at the that beach. was funny. Yeah. Um, I love the episode where they all find out. I think is that the one that it's called when they yes, all find out. Yes, Ooh. that's it. That's in there. That, that okay. hasn't, that that hasn't gone yet, but that's in there. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The other one is um, when all Frank, the Thanksgiving episodes are classics. I think there is one Thanksgiving in there. I think uh, when Frank asks Phoebe, or when Phoebe does decide to to be the mom or whatever for surrogate. yeah, the surrogate that's in there. There was a few that I was surprised it wasn't in there. My favorite episode of all time is when they go head to head for the apartment. They <laughs> yes. Play, they play the game. That's my favorite episode of all time, which wasn't in there, but I get it. The one with the red sweater when they find out that. Eh, that Ross, one didn't do it for me. That's in there. And then there's a few others, but yeah, take a look. It's on you. You vote through their Instagram story. All right. I'll certainly do that. Oh, we just went on a friend's detour. <laughs> we did. Um, but Maybe we yeah. should do a friend's special episode. I could talk about friends forever. Um, but yeah, outside of that, my to get back quickly to my 4th of July before yeah, we dive into know. Bradley Cooper. Um, that is who we are focusing in on today on Not World of Credit. Not the cast of Friends. Not the cast of Friends. Um, but the cast of Friends had some great uh, cameos. Brad Pitt, George yep. Clooney, Bruce Willis. Um, anyway, sorry. Reese um, Witherspoon. Please. Okay, please. My 4th of July is what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but I stayed in the city. Uh, my roommate has officially closed in his house and he had his housewarming party. Um, more of just like a get together because of the whole situation. There's only about maybe eight to 10 of us there, but you know, cooked out, hung out. Um, it was definitely a good time. Tough holiday for dogs. So it was a tough holiday for Sonny. Yes. Because uh, of the fireworks. Sunny tough, girl. tough couple of days, but he has officially moved out, which is actually, was actually difficult for her. She was confused what was going on. Aww. Um, cause she loved laying in his room during the work days. Um, but yeah, so the last week or so, I've officially lived on my own. Now we'll dive into this a little bit more when I have my got you know move into my own apartment because that's mm-hmm. what I'm excited for. But the first taste of uh, solo living has been interesting for sure. I think some of the key pointers I've realized is much much less bullshitting because you're by yourself. So yeah. I like do the chores or like whatever I need to do. Like I, I just kind of do it without you know. And I don't really talk out loud nearly as much. Like, <laughs> you do a lot of the same talking that you probably would in your head and yep. on your phone or whatever you're laughing. But like, if I'm not on a work call today, I didn't have that many work calls. And I, th- I, I really don't think I said more than 15 words out loud. <laughs> um, so that was like, that's like something to like realize like, oh, it's kind of, kind of quiet. You know, if you're not talking yeah. to Sonny. Um, I, like I said, I take it with a, a grain of salt because I just want to get the fuck out of here. You know, I've been yeah. in this place for 26 months and, you know, I'm slowly packing things up and cleaning as I pack them up. Um, but the first taste of it has been, has been interesting, but I think, you know, it's only made me more excited, you know, when I get into my yeah. new place because I could just see myself getting into such a ritual, you know, going to the gym, watching a movie before I go to bed. Like you really don't have to worry about not. I mean, having a roommate was great, but you don't. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not talking to anybody. You don't like yeah, just no, get sidetracked for an hour. Like if you want to invite somebody over or whatever, you don't really have to worry about anything. Yeah. I can now have all my sneaky lady friends be invited over without him judging me. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. How many of them are there? Uh, two minus two. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. 
quick math on that one. Um, anyway, uh, before we get into a depressing conversation, let's move forward <laughs> to Bradley Cooper. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is episode 25, Tina. So we've made it uh, halfway to 50, quarter to 100. Baker's dozen plus a regular dozen, whatever way you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Baker's Dozen plus a regular dozen. How do you feel about the first 24 episodes? How do you feel now? I brought this brought this idea back to you in yeah, you did. January and maybe even before that. You know, it was we've, November. We've now made it 25 episodes and, you know, things because of you guys are continuing to pick up. So thank you. But um, how do you feel? I feel like I'm getting the hang of this. I'm not, okay. you know, as nervous to talk on like a microphone and know that it's going to go out to literally anybody who can access a podcast which is literally uh, anybody. is so many people mm-hmm. um but yeah no i enjoy it um it does not feel like a chore to me mm-hmm. i look forward to it um get to talk to you and you know it's great um yeah. especially honestly especially during covid um it's just have it's nice to have something to like look forward to and focus on um since literally everything was closed. This was probably the only thing that like mm-hmm. didn't change. Yeah, it's true. I mean, this is the first conversation I'm having with somebody since Sunday morning. <laughs> so um, you know, it's I think I'll enjoy this. I'll even look forward to it even more maybe yeah. you know, on some of the the slower days, but um, we have a really good one for 25. I mean, Bradley Cooper is one of the best, one of the best. You don't even realize it until you start to look at his IMDb page and start to realize mm-hmm. the movies that you've seen him in. And then obviously two new movies that, that we watched this week. Um, I started last week, so okay. I'll let you go. I know what you watched just because we didn't want to spoil each other because there's a chance we we're going to pick the same movie. Yes. Um and I know it's a good one, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah. So I watched American Hustle. Um, star-studded cast. First star-studded off, star-studded cast for sure. Star-studded: Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Renner. Um, who am I missing? There's I mean, someone that are, I'm missing. Those oh, are the, main uh, the fuck's it? Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. No, no, no. Um, CK. What? CK. CK Lewis. CK Lewis. No, Lewis CK. Lewis CK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Didn't he get accused of assault or rape or something? I think he was accused of masturbation in the presence of women. Oh, that's gross. Okay. Mm. Well, anyways, um, yeah, star-studded cast. Robert De Niro makes an appearance, I believe. It was yeah, that was him. Um. As if I didn't watch it, but I did. Uh, so basically, the movie is about um, these two people, uh, played by Christian Bale and Amy Adams, um, Sydney and. Uh, oh my God. When did you watch Irving. this movie? Irving. Three months ago? No. <laughs> no. Irvine, Sydney and Irvine, um, they sort of meet each other, fall in love, and are basically con artists together. Um, then they get caught red-handed by the FBI by Richie DeMasso, and uh, that is who Bradley Cooper plays. And he blackmails them into helping him bust, um, you know, different people. Uh, mm. He's like, all right, well, 
I won't convict you guys, but you're going to do X, Y, and Z for me. Um, and he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And yeah, it's rough. It's my favorite type of plot when you got two people that are so good at being like con artists or whatever. And just like, oh, it's just a perfect plot. Yeah. And, um, Irvine is married to, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, Rosalyn. Um, and they have a child together. Um, the child's not his biologically, but he adopted him and has been his actual father um, for, you know, his life. And, um, yeah, so they they get into some shit, and that's all I'll say because mm. I don't want to spoil it. Um, also, fun fact, Jennifer Lawrence was 23 when she filmed that. Insane, she, right? She just she, – she hit them out of the park when she was like – she was so young and she doesn't do a lot. Of, and obviously we already looked into this and I think we touched yeah. on it. She doesn't do a ton of movies, but like mm-hmm. when she obviously the hunger games trilogy and then when she was nominated for her first Academy award with winter's bone and then American hustle. And then she did joy with Bradley Cooper that you watched. And yeah. she's just been in well, so many Silver Linings playbook also Silver with Bradley Play- Cooper. like, but those movies are all probably before she was what? 27. Yeah. It's which insane. Is nuts. Like, Cool. I feel so good about myself and all the things <laughs> I've accomplished in my 26 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Pat Mahomes just got paid $500 million oh and he's like, God. what, 25? He's 24. So, or did he so. turn 25? He might have turned 25. Regardless, he was 24 when he won that fucking Super Bowl. Unbelievable. He's another breed. I think he might be better than Tom Brady. At the end of his career, TBD though. He's I would hate a Chiefs Dynasty. No, I don't think many people would hate a Chiefs Dynasty. No, just as long as it's not the fucking Patriots. Anyway, like the Eagles or the Patriots, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. The Eagles are never going to be that, so don't really have to worry about that. But anyways, um, onto our movie podcast, not sports. Uh, yeah. Overall, great movie. Um, IMDb gave it a 7.2. Rotten Tomatoes, 92%, which is very high for Rotten Tomatoes. I rated it. It was nominated for some awards. I I don't think Bradley Cooper was specifically, but I know that some of the people in that movie, as well as the overall movie, were definitely nominated for some awards that year. Yeah. Um, Overall, I gave it a 7.5. Lock that in. It was a great watch um i would definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it um it was one of those movies that i'd always intended to see but just never mm-hmm. got around to it. i have a lot of those on my list yeah. and a lot of them are very popular um so i really need to get with it and uh you need to watch the two movies that i told you last i know two weeks to watch i know i'm going to i please will. watch on the road okay i will i that's on that's my the list one i want you to watch first before have, anything else Okay, I will do it. I have an ongoing list of different movies on my phone. Not movies. Movies and TV shows, really, on my phone that um, I should see um, or want to see, I should say. Um, So, yes. Uh, What I wanted to talk about, though, was could you imagine, like, how do you think you would do as a con artist? Like, would you be able to do it? Would you be able to go through with like essentially robbing people blindly? Mm. Do I have like training? So you're saying I have all the skills to be one or you're saying, do I have the, the moral to do it? 
Is that the question? Yeah. Like, do you think that the idea of the money that you can get from it would push you to the point where you would maybe consider it or just fall through it? Yeah. No, I'd do it. You would? I I can never be the type of con artist that, like, cons, like, family members or, like, close friends or anything like that. You see so many – even in real life, but also in movies, obviously, you see so many of those stories where, like, they they blur the line so much of, you know – conning everybody including mm-hmm. anybody that tries to get close to them i would don't think i don't think i could ever be somebody like that but you know if if i'm good enough and however i acquire the skills of being a top-notch con artist and you got a, a con artist artist, cool. whatever the case may be and you're telling me that i can go out there and con just the just the random strangers that you know, I don't know too much about nobody that's like down on their luck or like I'm stealing their like life savings or anything. Yeah, I can't. How do you know that? Yeah, you're, you're right. Random strangers. Yeah, I would do it. Okay. I think I, I think I could do it. I, but I also think that I would have the wherewithal to stop. So like, if I had, I would have like a number in mind of the amount of money I'd want to get, and I think I would hope that I would be able to then be like, okay, I got a good starting block. You know, I could do whatever with this money and then I can, you know, kind of legally pile it on top from there. I think I, I think I could tow that line pretty well. Do you think that you would get caught up in the adrenaline rush of it and that would impact it? Like, I know you're saying morality, like mm. money wise, you're like, Oh, you have this number in your head, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's like the rush when you're like gambling and shit. I, I cannot do any of that. I swear to God, I'll get addicted because Mm -hmm. I went, I went to a casino once, uh, pre COVID and I lost (laughs) every dollar and I just kept wanting to do more and more and more. And I was like, you have to stop. You're very bad at this it's and you so, cannot continue. It's so weird, especially with, with women, because I do think that gambling with women is a lot less normal or normalized or talked about than it is with, with guys for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I gamble for sure, you know, on sports and I've been to my fair share of casinos. I've been to my fair share of hot runs one time yeah, well, I was, you were in Aruba yeah, and Aruba was probably the biggest hot run I was on, but like, and you do, I mean, you, and I think for me, like alcohol kind of plays a big part of it. Like you're feeling good and there is a lot of adrenaline, but if I was sober, I could absolutely walk away. It was, it's never anything like that for me, but it is funny to see how everybody handles. Betting oh my God. And gambling I had like differently. next to no alcohol in me. I That's had like so weird one or two get, drinks. Can you, I remember one time when I was in Atlantic City and I took my ex-girlfriend to the casino. I was like, come on, just just play one hand of roulette. Like she refused to do it. And she wouldn't take my money. She's like, oh, whatever. She bet like I think 20 or $40. This is not an exaggeration. This is not me attacking her. This is a true story. We went to the roulette table and I kind of explained to her how it worked, whatever. And there's no more, no more than 40 bucks did she put on the table? I want to say it was either 20 or 40. I don't remember for sure. Um, she Can put we it on. Can and ask her? We, just uh, kidding. Feel free. We put it on, <laughs> um, we put it on one spin. So I'll probably put it on red or black. Most likely. I always, always bet black. I've never bet red. So whatever, for whatever reason, she listened to what I was saying. And it's obviously a fucking game of chance. And you spin the <laughs> wheel and you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and she ended up losing. And I, I 
kid you not, full-blown panic attack. Like, we had just gotten to Atlantic City. She was, like, ran out of the casino, was so upset, screaming at me, wanted to leave, was, like, in the parking garage, in her car, saying that she was going home. And I was just like, it's so strange to me how, like, and I guess that's a good thing because one of my, in my opinions, worst, I guess, things that I'm the worst at is money. I'm not good with my money. I mm-hmm. never have been. And I guess on the flip side of it, if you're getting that upset and crazy about twenty or forty dollars, then you're you're probably pretty good with your money. Yeah. Um, but it's so strange to me how it affects people so differently. You, oh, yeah. me, her. I've had friends that gamble a lot more money on things that they know a lot less about than I do. Which, you know, power to them. I could. I just can't. I can't get to the point where I'm betting like a thousand bucks on. Oh something. hell no! But I oh, have I'd friends never. that that do that like. In this COVID thing, there was no sports betting. And for yeah. people that people that's like an income, whether you're a bookie or whether you just use that use it, yeah. hustle to, to bring in some extra cash. Like I know friends that started to bet on like Chinese ping pong or like <laughs> I'm not, always, even, I'm not guy, even kidding. This guy I know was betting on um, fishing, like mm-hmm. the size of fucking yep. fish that they're catching and i'm like holy shit i bet on the nathan's hot dog eating contest just on saturday did I you lost. make any okay i the the world record <laughs> i haven't won a bet in a long time i'll tell you that the world record for hot dogs in 10 minutes by joey chestnut obviously the greatest yes. competitive eater of all time um was 74 which he set last year and he talked about in the interview being like i don't know how i'm gonna do there's no people like i Usually I use the fan like reaction to kind of push me in that final three minutes or whatever. And this motherfucker goes out there and eats 75 hot dogs to set the world record and <laughs> beat me over by one and me lose $50. But, you know, that it's fun. You know, I think yeah. it just kind of, it just adds a level of excitement, whether you're watching a game with your friends or, or whatever. But so to me, the overall question was, yes, I could be a con artist. I think I would know when to stop and walk away. All right. What about you? We, I know you talked a little bit about the gambling. It sounds like I, you would not know how to stop and you would con your family and friends. <laughs> I would con family and friends. I don't I don't think I could do it um, for several reasons. One, adrenaline rush and just getting like fucking addicted to that shit. Like I said, when I went to the casino, I just wanted to play the fucking slots every like – I was like, no, like I you shouldn't do that. Like you've already lost – honestly – I only lost like maybe a hundred bucks, not a lot, but I just, I was like, why does this feel so good? Why do I feel like I'm getting an adrenaline rush from it? Like I need to stop. That's not good. That's not something that I would like to build a habit of, if you will. Um, yeah. So I was just like, "Mm," you know, I don't think, I don't think that translates well to conning people. Um, I also have horrible anxiety. So I think that I would just get super nervous and feel so guilty about lying. Mm -hmm. And that would eat away at me. Um, An example of that is I worked at a car rental agency. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was like one summer in college. And I was what's called a rover. I literally just checked the cars in when they came back and I, they were like, um, do you, do you want to be like a sales rental or rental sales agent? And I was like, sure. Like I got paid more money and I got to work inside in the air conditioning at Mm -hmm. the airport. So hell yeah, I want to work inside. 
um, and not in the heat of the outdoors. So I'm going through the training and <laughs> the rover job was so fucking easy. You could have trained a <laughs> you could have trained a monkey to do it. Fucking Marcel. Marcel would have been able to do it. So I'm going Marcel to, from Friends. Just, Marcel, just yes. He's Ross's caveat. pet monkey. Um so I heard someone in the office say, Oh yeah, like she picked up the rover job in like two days. She's really good. And I was like dog i have a handheld computer and i punch like three things into it it's Mm -hmm. not hard so they brought me inside and i was adding a bunch of things onto this guy's um like rental he wanted a gps he wanted roadside he wanted it all all of the uh possible insurances you can get and everything also when you're renting a car that's a all of that's a scam. They'll give you a number. You, I pulled numbers out of my ass. <laughs> like one time I charged this guy $360 for per day for a car. So you just create the rate on just, just, yeah. The so way, there was like, there was like, how you like them. No. So there was like this, um, like, this over under number that we had, we couldn't go under a certain number, but we could go up to a specific number. So, or, or you could go like a little bit higher than the specific number within like a $50 range or something. So I was going to get commission on it if I gave him the really high rate, which I was allowed to do. I never really did that. And I was like, but I could get so much money. Like mm-hmm. I felt so guilty about that um but there was this guy who i forgot to give the um coverage to the roadside assistance and i was literally up for days (laughs) because i forgot to give it to him i was like oh my god if he has a flat tire like he's fucked he's not gonna have roadside assistance and they're not gonna come out and get him and he was um like a man from italy he didn't speak much english and I was like, oh, and I I felt horrible. I felt horrible charging that man like $360 or whatever it was. It was around there so per day for a car. Yeah. No, no, no. This was a different guy. <laughs> there was a different guy that I charged the $360 to each day for the car and he did it. Like, mm. I know they can say no. And it's not like I'm tr- necessary. I just felt like I was tricking people, you know, and I didn't conning like them. it. Yeah. I was conning them. Being a fucking rental sales agent is it's a con job. Yeah. And I a felt dirty. A lot of jobs in sales are cons. Probably. Yes. I'm, that's I'm why like, I'm not good at it. I have like half my foot in, in sales. I recruit and what at the end of the day, recruiting is the, the sales of people pretty much is what I always say. You're, you know, you're trying to get them a job, so you're selling people to companies. Yeah. And try to make that sound not ridiculous. But, um, you know, there's certainly been times where, like, honestly, I don't care if it's a career move for you. I don't I just care that you are going to get my company paid $25,000, and I'm going to get a, a nice percentage of that. Yep. So take the job, Will, or whoever it is. Um so yeah, I could do it. I do it all the time. So I could definitely yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I feel very guilty when I do it. So I don't think I could mentally have like I don't think I just, I just don't have the capacity for it. I don't. Hmm. All right. So no to you, yes to me. 
Yeah, does that it make, looks does like me it. a bad person. I don't think so. I was gonna ask if it makes me like a wimp, but no, I don't think it makes you a wimp. I think, I think it's you know you're trying to put on a front that you're all this good. Person, <laughs> oh so. yes, I'm the best person alive. Um, <laughs> I am on the list next to Mother Teresa. She is. She is a uh, quite an angel, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you're locking that in at 7.5? Yes, sir. I feel that's a little low, because that is a pretty well-renowned movie, but all right, we'll take it. All right, I mean, yeah. I, it, I Like I said, 7.2 on IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, cool. What? I just compared it in my head to my highest rated movie, and I regret doing that because I would probably rate this higher than my highest rated movie. See, I've created a spreadsheet for me because now that we're starting to get into more and more movies, you know, you, you think you have a score, but you then have to start to look at some other movies we've watched and scores that you've given. And that's what I've started to do. So that's the thing. I think that I rated, I think it was La La Land. I think I rated that too high to be completely honest. It was a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but like, what did you give that? An 8.4? 8.2. Oh, what did I give an 8.4? Is I think Black Swan, which I gave an eight fours, is that the yes. highest between both of us? Yes, that's the best movie that we've quote unquote both watched. Yeah, you know, so you gave an eight two. Gotcha. No, there, I mean I looked back on it, and I, I was pretty happy with a lot of the the ratings I give. Um, uh, there was one that I think I rated a little bit too high. It was actually a recent one. I think I gave Concussion a little bit too high of a score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I gave that a seven eight, and as we talked about, that seven nine eight one threshold is is a big deal, I think, for both of us. I think we're on yeah. that same page. And I don't think it's actually as close to that threshold as I made it. Um, gotcha. But anyway, all right, we'll lock that in at 7.5. For me, taking a look at Bradley Cooper was very, very uh, interesting to do so. You know, obviously, you know, when I started this movie, I knew I had a good amount of background and information and, and you know, just kind of knowledge on Hollywood and actors and actors and movies and TV shows and and I think this is the the one actor so far that we've done where I have seen, honestly, when since he's became a lead actor, because we try to watch movies in which the characters or these actors are obviously kind of lead characters or supporting actors. Um, I've really seen so much of his work. There was a few movies that I was going to pick that I then watched the trailer and, and I was like, oh, shit, I've actually seen this movie. <laughs> and I think then doing that, I had to take a deep dive to honestly find a movie that that he was in as either a lead or a supporting character that I haven't seen. You forget how much fucking range this guy has, man. He does. He has done movies where he's been in a romantic comedy, where he's been a sporting actor. He's done, obviously, the leads in kind of a drama. He's done leads in horror movies. He's done leads in suspenseful movies. He's really played every character and just you just like kind of forget the amount of range that he has. He's on that spectrum with like, I mean, he's a fantastic actor and we all know that, but not a lot of actors have range. Like Tom Hanks is, is a phenomenal actor, but his yep. range and, and the role that he plays a lot of times is kind of fit with the, within a parameter, right? You know, mm-hmm. kind of know what you're getting out of him. Tom Hanks really isn't going to be a bad guy. No, He's going to be a lead. He's going to be somebody that is very important, whether it's in historical drama, whatever, but you kind of know what you're getting. This is this falls along the lines with, you know, one of American Hustle co-stars that he played, like Christian Bale, you know, Matthew McConaughey. These guys, you know, have these range and and Cooper's absolutely in there. So, you know, it was it was tough. I was taking a look. and I was like, God damn it. I've really seen every fucking one of these movies. Um, and he's turned in some performances. 
Limitless is one of my, you know, favorite kind of watch, not best movies of all time, but just a great movie to watch, you know, yep. great character. Where, you know, every, he knows everything you love. Everyone loves that type of character. So I finally found one back in 2009, probably when he started to really start to get some leads. He's not necessarily the lead. And I guarantee you, you've seen this because it's a romantic comedy and it's probably one of the ones that people know the most about. Um, but I've actually never seen it. So he's just not that into you. Oh, yes, I have seen that. I thought you were going to say Wedding Crashers, and I was like, mm. Mm. I've, I've, I mean, I've seen that multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I've seen it. He's not. He's not he, that. He's he, he's kind of, but like you would pick Owen Wilson or Vince Vaughn for that movie compared to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, but so I watched He's Just Not That Into You, which is a star-studded cast in its own right. Yep. Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, which 2009 Scarlett Johansson. My goodness gracious. Sorry. <laughs> Justin Long. Drew Barrymore, obviously Jennifer Aniston, Ben Affleck, Busy Phillips, Kevin Connolly, Jennifer Connolly. I mean, the list goes on and on. It really was a star set of cast. And with, with a lot of romantic comedies that you see sometimes, it, it, it follows that uh, plot where all storylines are kind of intermixed with each mm-hmm. other. They kind of jump from storyline to storyline, couple to couple, but in some way, shape, or form, they're all kind of connected with each other in a very fake, but I guess romantic way yeah um so bradley cooper plays a character named ben who is married to jennifer Connolly's character named janine um and early on in the movie he meets scarlett johansson who is trying to be to make it as a singer and he ends up he's some sort of music producer um and they immediately have some sort of chemistry uh which you know he's kind of tangling with the thought of you know you know i don't do this i'm a married man but you know, as he dives in a deeper and deeper conversation, you realize that, you know, he might be happy, but he's kind of just going day to day. Like, yeah, he loves his wife, but he might not be in love with her anymore or whatever. And he's battling that throughout the movie. And that's, that's his storyline. Um, and the main plot is around a character named Gigi, who's played by Jennifer Godwin and Gigi is a single woman who goes out on a lot of dates and she just can't figure it out pretty much. And that's kind of how they're all intermixed with each other. Uh, she goes out with Kevin Connolly's character who is roommates with uh, Justin Long's character. And then Kevin Connolly used to date Scarlett Johansson's character. So things like that where they're all mixed together. Interconnections. Um, but Gigi is kind of just striking out almost she's so obsessed with getting a call back after the first date or doing the right thing or being the exception to the rule is something they talk about a lot there's so many different storylines i could talk to you about in this movie i mean romantic comedy usually feed us a lot of storylines that we could talk to each other about um but I, i thought it would be a good opportunity to ask from a girl's perspective because the whole movie basically is about he's just not not that into you from a girl's perspective. And it is a little bit dated. They have, you know, kind of references to MySpace and like not having human. And they inter- call you after a date. Mm-hmm. They call you, they give out their business card and things like that, you know. And they talk about not having human human connection anymore. And I was like, oh my God, just wait 10 years. and Right. Well, not even a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but pretty much Gigi is just striking out. She's, Two forward, she calls the guy after he doesn't call her. And Justin Long's kind of character plays like her friend that is give, telling her what guys are like. Like he pretty much says like a guy will date you if he wants to date you. A guy will call you if he wants to call you. And all these rules that you follow, if he doesn't call you after three days, all that type of stuff. 
So for you, going out on a first date is the question I want to ask you. And then you can kind of ask me, I guess, from a guy's perspective. But you're going out on a first date, and it goes well. And it never seemed like Gigi even was, like, madly in love or falling in lust with these guys. She more so fell for the dramatics of dating. You know, you want that connection. You want that spark. You want him to call you. After you go out on a date, you know, what is your thought process after a first date? Your thought process, you know, what are you hopeful for to come out of it? Are you ever one to reach out first? Just kind of want to get into the psyche of what you go through after a first date um, and kind of see what, I guess, my perspective will be then on the opposite side. Uh, So there have been a couple of times where I've reached out first. Um, and those were the times where like, I actually enjoyed the date. If I didn't enjoy it, I don't like, I don't reach out. And if they, Mm -hmm. if they reach out, if they reach out uh, some, so a lot of times, like, I don't know, like, I think we sort of like, I think you can tell by then the first date, like if you're going to have a second one or not. Um, this one time though. This guy, I went out with this guy. We went to, where did we, uh, the Philadelphia Distillery. And he was really nice, but, like, I was just not into him at all um, because he was just trying too hard to be funny the whole time. And that's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves ever when I just meet somebody and they just are, like, trying to put on a show the whole time. I'm like, I can you chill? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a huge no for me. And, you know, he was nice, but I was like, I definitely don't want to go out with this guy again. He's like, oh, like we should do this again or whatever at the end. And also like, does that actually mean, like, do people just say that to say that or do they mean it? I don't know. You let me know, um, if guys just say that to say that, or when they say it, do they actually mean it? Mm-hmm. But I, Oh, and then he texted me a couple days later, or maybe it was a day after. He was like, hey, like I had a really great time with you. It just felt more like a friend vibe. And I was like, oh, cool. So like I really respected that because a lot of times like it'll just be that thing where like neither of us say anything afterwards. And it's just mm. like a mutual nope. Right. And I mean, times are different than the movie. And that is yeah, you know, so it's hard to kind of pinpoint as well. But I guess for right. me – what what makes a date – what makes you want uh, – okay, What makes me want it. a second date? Yeah, what makes you want a second date? Like what do you look for? Because I don't know what you believe in. Like I find it hard to believe that you go on a first date and there's just sparks flying everywhere. In my opinion, the times that that happens where it's like, oh, my God, this is great. Like this is my soulmate or like this is like we all match up. When that happens – it usually to me is somebody that you've created a friendship with first, whether that's mutual friends mm-hmm. you've met multiple times or um, somebody that you went to, you know, you worked with for a certain amount of time, whatever the, that case may be. Um, that's where I see that happen more often, rarely on a more of a blind date, dating app, random meetup. Does that happen? I think, I mean, I could be wrong and you tell me, but that's how I feel. Um, know like i've gone on i've gone on some dates through apps um again pre-covid but there have been maybe two or three times where 
I have gone on those dates and it's been three times. It's literally just been three times where I've done more than just a second and or like a first and second date. Um, and I think for me, it's the connection in terms of like, I don't know, like it's important to me that like there is laughing that happens. Um, and just like people who are interesting and I guess like, I don't know, sort of like not what you expect them to be and like have wide ranges of interests and tastes. Um, you know, when people are kind of, I don't know, like I've gone on days where people are just fucking dull mm. and like, don't be dull. Um, or they've come off like too strong. Like there's a, there's that happy medium of like, you're not overbearing and you don't do something that's annoying. I went on a date one time with this guy who like wait, flagged down the waiter. I'm like, nope. Like you, that's rude. That's fucking rude. Like mm. he was just being rude about it. You know, like it wasn't a way that I would ever go about it. He was fucking weird too. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> he literally, we were, wa- we were walking and we sat down on a bench in like Rittenhouse Square or something. I don't remember. And I was literally in the middle of a sentence and this dude grabs my face and starts making out with me. And I was like, mm. whoa, Ooh, like go away. Like, I don't want you to do this. And then he stops and then just looks me like dead on in the eye and says, so what were you saying? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I shit you That's not so that weird. happened. That's so it's, fucking weird. The, the romantic in me wants to like be like, well, that first moment, that first kiss should be a little bit special and it you know yeah well this was not fucking special i'll like, tell you that. that you would do that maybe like you're dating somebody as a joke or yeah like, right i was like what the hell that's funny so then we're sitting on this fucking bench and he's like caressing my i was like bro this is a first date i don't fucking know you don't caress my hand mm-hmm. and i was just like dude and also like i'm not big into pda so like mm-hmm. him just grabbing my face while we're sitting on a bench in mm. Rittenhouse Square? Yeah. No. I have No. <laughs> that's funny. I have a quick story. I know we've dragged on yes. here a little bit, guys, but um one of my friends had gone out on a dating app date and she would always give me kind of like a date review. I used to work with yep. her. Um and I remember she called she I knew she was going out on the date on I think it was a Friday or a Thursday. It was like a night where it was a lot, you could go out in the city and there'd be mm-hmm. people out pretty much. Um, and she had called me like at 11 or 1130 and I was like, Oh, she's either calling me cause it went really, really well or it went really, really poorly because there's no reason to just call me <laughs> if it's an average date. Right. And I remember her calling me and telling me this, like how this guy was kind of like what you were just explaining. Like they went and they went to like, I forget where they went, but they went out to eat or grab drinks. And then he was like, let's keep it going. Like, let's go to drinkers is where he wanted to go. Oh. Which is, which if you guys aren't in the city of Philadelphia, it's like a, it's a divey type, affordable. Dance-y. Scum, scummy. It's a little dancey. 
it's kind of a vibe that like if you want to go out get wasted for a it's good like Kildare's in Westchester right and if you aren't from Westchester it's just a place where like <laughs> it's a place if, where you can't go unless you've had seven or eight drinks right and you and can go there two, and get like hammered for 1 a good price but like you're going with your friends you're not bringing the first date there no. anyway long story short he brought her there and he was tell she was telling me how like he like kept touching her backside down by her butt and like grabbing her face to make out with her and stuff um and i was like it's so strange to me because like i would never even think to do that on a first date and i know no. there's ab- i know there's absolutely people like in today's world that like after a first date like they might invite you up and you might hook up and might even like have sex or whatever i've never done that off after a first date but i know people do that and that's not anything that i think is strange per se but doing no. something where like that clearly isn't what like you're not feeling the moment out. Like you're, you're you right. don't just, you know what I mean? Like to me, that is where like, how could you have such a disconnect? And it almost makes you feel like, okay, you went out for one reason. Your reason was to yep. do this and you're going to really make that happen, you know, with restrictions, but like, you're going to, you're going to do whatever you can to get to that point that you had in your head. Yes. Which is different than just kind of being there on the date. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've got, like I said, Ooh, this one time, I've gone on a handful of dates. Um, this guy showed up with a single rose at um, the first you know, date. Yes. Wow. I was like, "Hi, thank you for this rose." I almost wore flip flops on my last first date, and my one girlfriend almost killed me. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't want. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, it was just like I was like, oh, okay, this was nice of you. And then we're fucking standing there. It was High Street Cafe in Westchester, mm-hmm. um, the Cajun place, and um, or Creole, sorry. And we're standing there, and his cousin is just like happens to be there, and I was like, hi. So like, I met this dude's fucking cousin and his cousin's wife on the first date, and I was like. Okay. A little weird, but not like that weird. No, and you know he was from that area, so like it makes sense. But I was also like, uh, okay, like mm-hmm. it was just it was too much. And then he proceeded to high five me three times throughout that date, and I said, "All right, mm. we are broing it out, sir." Gotcha. I mean, there's so many first date stories that we can get into here, guys. And, you know, I know we don't want to keep you here forever, but I think the overall storyline of this movie, he's not that, he's just not that into you. Um, You know, it's, it was so much about like, this is the rule and I'm trying to be the exception. So we're going to go out on a first date and he's going to call me within three days and then we're going to go out on a second date and then we're going to fall madly in love. And that was never happening for her. And she wanted to be the exception of I'm going to call him and we're going to fall in love. Fuck it. Or he's going to leave my wife for me. Fuck it. Uh, And, you know, I think the one thing that I would say from a male's perspective before we move on here to good news is that, you know, I've been on a handful of first dates as well. Not many that were like super random. Obviously, we just talked about the one, which was my first dating app experience. Yes. Um, But for me as a guy, like I'm not really thinking about necessarily, okay, like I want to, you know, kind of have this feeling. I just want to go out there and be in the moment. And then, yeah, you know, if you feel it, then I'll call you on the second date. And I don't necessarily have never been an experience where it was such a bad time where like, I have never communicated with that person again, ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's never happened to me. But in this movie, it was kind of like cut and dry where it's like, okay, we went on first date. Like they don't kiss each other goodbye. Like it was like, okay, nice seeing you. And then like never talk again. Um, 
I don't know. I think first dates just differ so much from person to person. And I think today's world is so much different than what the movie portrayed. But the one thing I will say that I believe, which was in that movie, was if a guy wants to date a girl that badly, he will do everything he can to date a girl that badly. So if the guy gets bit by the by the bug which is like i just like an ultimate crush where like you're checking your phone a hundred times a day you're hoping that she texts you you're hoping that she calls you you're hoping that she wants to go out again or whatever that is and she's on your mind all the time he's gonna do everything he can and i've been in that Mm -hmm. situation before to make it work and obviously not all the time that it's gonna work out but you know that i do believe and i think that is kind of a, a a gender thing where like even if a girl feels so strongly about a guy she went out with on a couple dates or has met or whatever She's not necessarily going to put herself out there as much as if that guy feels that he's going to do what he can to make that happen. Yeah. No, I think so too. We will have to circle back to first dates. I know we have plenty of stories to talk Ooh. about, um, but for, too many. For, this, for this movie, Bradley Cooper did a good job. Obviously a star studded cast. Um, it was a little bit different of a, what a normal rom-com is. Rom-coms are usually an hour and 30 to an hour and 45 minutes. Um, you know, it's, this movie is two hours and nine minutes. It's a long romantic comedy. It was. Um, a little bit, not a little bit. It was far-fetched in the way the storylines interact with each other. I'm not a huge fan of movies that have those 10 interacting stars that all, you know, kind of link up together at the end. Um, but it, it was it was a fine watch. Uh, 6.4 on IMDb, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. I gave it a 6.2. Um, there's going to be very few romantic comedies, uh, in my opinion, that kind of can get up to the level standard that of that threshold that we talk about. They're yep. just, they're in a different category. There's they very are. few that make it, even comedies are in a different category. You're just, you're always going to be on the edge of your seat more for a drama or a suspense movie or a biopic or whatever the case may be. But all in all, a great cast, Bradley Cooper, obviously one of the first movies that he was, um, you know, kind of being a, a, a big part of um, and just shows his range there. I mean, he was, yeah. And he really wasn't anything crazy, just a romantic husband that was dealing with the battles of adultery. And I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but it is a classic amongst amongst romantic comedies. I think. It is. All right. So that wraps up Bradley Cooper, uh, two very different movies uh, from two very different time periods. But I think hopefully we'll show you the range. Um, and if you want to see it, I'd recommend watching the romantic com- this this movie. If you want to see a romantic comedy, it's a it's a fun watch. And if you enjoy seeing just a bunch of stars on the screen, then, yep. then I'm sure you'd enjoy it. Um, let's move into to good news. Uh, good, news. good news, yeah. I have a few little things. Um, the Google search black-owned businesses near me reached an all-time high uh, in U.S. businesses um, seeing the surge. So that's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, the iconic lion statues outside of the New York Public Library are wearing giant face masks to remind others to do the same. Mississippi is retiring the last state flag in the U.S. with the Confederate emblem, a symbol that that. is widely condemned as racist. Mm -hmm. Um, Margaret Payne, a 90-year-old woman, raised over half a million dollars for charity by climbing her stairs 282 times. Incredible. Um, And that is it. Those are my good news tidbits of the week. Love it. Love it, Tina. Um, Obviously trying to spread as much good news and positivity as we can in a continuing crazy world. Uh, Obviously, coronavirus still 
very still very scary um you know the numbers are continuing to rise as we continue to reopen the country as i think we all were aware would happen the black lives matter movement is still you know going and doing its thing and and still you're experiencing these terrible things that you're seeing on social media still every day um so i mean you know we're not uh, by any means out of any thick i think you know this is going to be I think we're going to dig in for the rest of 2020 and chalk 2020 up as a as a year where we see some real change and as a country put a chip on our shoulder and some grit and some you know kind of dig in and you know we're continuing to deal with things every single day so always yep. good to have that positivity here on roll the credits let's see who we got next week as we are already going to be in the middle of july next week can you believe it no where has 2020 gone All right, my wheel is spinning. Oh, wow. I can't read that. Oh, wow. I well, no, it's oh, wow. My computer just froze. (laughs) I can hear the clapping, but I can't see it. So hold on. We're gonna have to respin, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Here we go. It's spinning. Don't worry, guys. It's spinning. Wonderful. I need to get. I need to get a real wheel. You could also get a new computer. Wow. Doesn't freeze. What do you think? I'm made of money, Tina. They're like three thousand dollars. I'm trying to furnish a new apartment. What kind of fucking computer are you getting? <laughs> I actually just did get my work computer dual monitors. But I need to oh, set that's it up. nice. Yeah, um, I have dual monitors. It's it takes up a lot of space in my room. I think I'm just going to wait till I get to the new apartment and just set it up then. Yeah, you should do that. I just got like a separate office space, so. Ugh, me too. Um, okay, we landed on another actor. This is the third actor in a row. This is another legend. And it's funny because I had told you before we jumped on here to record that I am starting my own personal project with movies. Yes. And I actually just watched one of his movies that was on my list um of movies to watch that i had missed uh but we're going to be watching uh movies that were starring brian cranston so obviously know very well got to start with malcolm in the middle but breaking bad was kind of his you know big big break in the drama but he's been in so many other movies i just watched him last night in trumbo um he's been in a handful of different movies playing a handful of different roles Trying to think, I can't think of that one that I saw in theaters actually on a date. Um, with was it Kevin a Hart. first date? That was a second date. It was okay. actually the worst date I've. I I believe, and I'm always very prepared with dates, and I uh-huh. think I'm genuinely pretty good on on them. I was late. I couldn't find a parking spot. I got a ticket. <laughs> I got a ticket. I tried to bring her to like this um, this like Roxy Theater. So like. Uh-huh. Smaller theater that I thought would be cool to like have an old timey feel. Yeah. No snack. No snack bar. It was dirty. <laughs> there was nobody else there. The seats were so uncomfortable. I remember on the drive back when I was driving her back to the apartment, I was like, "I'm so sorry. This was honestly the worst date I've ever organized before." And she kept saying that she had a good time, and you know, I think that she did. But uh, that's funny. Anyway, we watched a movie starring Brian Cranston with Kevin Hart, which was a big step for Kevin Hart, but the name is slipping my mind. I do apologize. Um, but he's been in a ton of movies and I've seen Breaking Bad. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. Great. It's my show. favorite show of all time. It's a good one. It's so it, well done. 
it's just yeah, all around well done. Um, we won't dive into that too much, but we will be able to look at his page and see what we have missed because I think there's a lot that go under the radar that he's done, especially earlier on in his career. So we will take a look at that and we will um, get started on watching a Brian Cranston movie as that will be episode 26 of Roll the Credits. Guys, thank you so much as always every week for sticking with us, listening, hopefully being a release for you guys wherever you are in the world. Um, you know, hopefully every day is getting a little bit better. Um, I know some days are tougher than others. So stick it out. Be smart. Follow your orders. Wear a mask. Um, Please, for the love of God, wear a mask. Wear a mask. It's not that hard. Uh, wash your hands. Protest peacefully. Um, and, you know, I think just something that I, I've i always said, uh, you know, just, just, just try to be a little bit better every day. That's all you can yeah. do. Um, focus on yourself individually, what you can control. And being a better person you can kind of go from there as always from all the credits i'm ryan and i'm tina all right guys stay safe and uh we'll check in with you guys next week